Hello, this is Jimmy Sam with another truth. Uh, coming back to you here with another podcast with a friend, Marvin Hinman, who is a fellow musician that was uh, kind of on the other spectrum of heavy metal. He was kind of more like the Duran Duran guy, <laughs> which uh, I'll get into real quick. I want to call him up and uh, talk to him about his writing process and what he's doing now and uh, just catch up with him. So come on along. We'll give him a call. Gonna sound real. Hello, Mr. Marvin. You're live. How you doing, buddy? I can never do that like you, Jim. I try every time. There's there's a magic to the way you go. Hello. <laughs> it's because I'm really slow. I don't. <laughs> I don't got it, but you definitely got the radio voice. I'm doing good. How about you, buddy? Oh, good, man. Just uh. You know, hanging in there, living the dream. <laughs> Can you hear me all right and everything? Absolutely, my friend. Thank you. It's kind of one of those days where you wake up on a Saturday like this and you just kind of want to stay in bed. You look at the snow on the ground and say, hmm. Oh, man, it is so cold out there. I got up early today to go to work for no good oh. reason, and it uh, oh. it was miserable. <laughs> why do, why do we live here? Today, huh? uh, just for a oh. little bit, just to go catch up. Nothing. Nothing to mess up the weekend. <laughs> it does. Jeez. Can you taste your smell yet, Jim? Uh, negative. I can. Uh, well, that's not exactly true. I can still. I can smell occasionally. Like I'm cooking some uh, pulled pork upstairs, and I came home, and I could smell that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so uh, it gives me a little hope, but yeah, I can't taste anything. You can, that's not fair. That sucks. No, I'm sorry. That's all right, man. What's the good word, my friend? What's been going on? Uh, I don't know. Not not, not a lot. Not a lot like you, probably, trying to stay COVID safe away from everyone, that kind of thing. Um, it, what it's doing, I think, is getting everyone lazy. What do you think? It's- yeah, well, <laughs> I can't lie. I, I wish I was uh, doing a lot more, but, yeah, it's not uh, uh-huh. It's not happening. <laughs> You're lucky you you're lucky you're not back here in Illinois. I have your butt busy playing guitar because I don't, uh, I don't love, uh, you know, I love playing guitar, but when you're the singer and you're writing the guitar stuff and now all the board stuff, it's like uh, a couple of those things could go away. Yeah, that's what I was just uh, talking about that in the intro, uh, how you were in a, like, uh, you were, a, I was a metal guy and I was called you, mm-hmm. uh, not alternative, or what would you call your style of music that you really liked and played and yeah, still play? probably... I can, you know, you would compare it to an 80s alternative, maybe with a more modern, you know, using all the modern tricks. No, what alternative music used to be, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because I, I would even dare say, say top 40 in its time, maybe. But uh, now just good old alternative works. And what did you uh, get it started for you and your uh, band? Was that you, your um, brainchild, or did you have uh, somebody come along with you? Or you don't have to mention names if you don't want to, but just uh, how did how did it start for you? Like in the beginning, how, well, yeah. How did you? Uh, what was your first music listening I, to and I, everything? When I met my wife in 1988, before she was my wife, I dated. She goes, "I need a singer of a band. I need one. You can sing. I know this other guy and stuff." And that's actually how I met my wife, and that's how I met. Eric, which we started with, who was a keyboard player, uh, programmer, and stuff like that. And the rest is kind of history. You remember the old Wayne Circus days. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, we used to work yeah, together. And I was in, right. I mean, you were doing the metal, which is really cool, and I was doing, you know, my my thing, the alternative thing or whatever, uh, back then still. And that's and actually, you gave me my first live cut if you remember with Club Maine. That, I, I was talking about that in the intro too. I wasn't. I knew you. I thought I remembered correctly that you played there. And how many mm-hmm. piece band was that? Uh, we were just a three piece then because the drums and bass were programmed. And you remember Robert Rich was our guitar player. Right, right. And I would sing. And uh, Eric did backup singing. He did all the, the boards and programming at the time. Oh, wow. And, That's uh, so cool. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, that was, you gave us our first shot there. I remember taking a cassette in there and saying, hey, listen to this. There's like three songs on it, a little little demo. And you're like, you want to play here? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, I man. I did not know that was the first time you guys played out. That was it. In fact, I remember taking you that tape and going into there. That was when you, you started working out and you lost all the weight. And I'm like, <laughs> where's Jim at? <laughs> uh, you're like, uh, hello? I'm like, oh, whoa, what happened there? You know? He's like, there's Jim. And now he's like, Mr. Clean. Like, what happened? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, man. What year was that? 90, 93 it would have been then, because I started Wayne Circus at 92. I think you were already there, and you probably, I think by 94, I was gone. I went to construction. I might have come back for a little while uh, to Wayne Circus, but uh, it was good times, though. You know, we didn't make a lot of money. You know, we were all, I mean, you were a little younger than me, but uh, we were all about the same age, just to have a little jingle in your pocket back then, right? That was something. Yeah, that's all we needed, you know, money to go that's mess all. around with. Yeah, something that we could, uh, you know, a few dollars that we could go spend it all on music equipment and start all over again. Yeah, <laughs> I know, all the time. They always made new and shinier stuff. And uh, I think you were doing a lot of shows before even the club main thing. I think you were doing the Sportsman's Club and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have the boys on... Uh, pretty soon to talk about the, that whole thing about uh the forbidden fate the, standard yeah transition. <laughs> yep oh, yep yeah. the the origin stories <laughs> it was awesome though can you build a time machine oh i know man i think we'd go right back to that little sweet spot there it was a sweet spot yeah. wasn't it it's uh you know it's a little quieter around here since the jimbo moved away <laughs> i'm sorry i def- i definitely moved to quietville that's for sure yeah, well, you know, that's nice too. I mean, how is the family doing? Everyone doing good? Your your daughter's growing like a sprout, I see. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. She's moving along. She's, uh, you know, she's uh, technology savvy and everything like that. So she shows me how to play her video games. And, uh, yeah. you know, she's got her <laughs> online buddies and that kind of stuff. Your kids the same? Or are they, you guys going to school oh, a little more often? My, my daughter's right near, right, right now. I said, I'm going to be on with Jim. To just keep it quiet and i'm thinking eh, what am i talking about her door's shut and she ain't leaving <laughs> yeah i hear you man she's on the computer oh she's done for how old is she know. uh she's 14 now so oh, okay she's really into that yep definitely you know? that's hilarious like back in our day if we had this we wouldn't need babysitters been like here's an xbox see you in two days yeah <laughs> mom and dad are going on a cruise we'll be back in two days yep Enjoy. and everything would be fine <laughs> so man i gotta tell you jim while we're while we're on here and because i know this is going to go out to a few people but your painting yeah 
I mean, they're, they're actually some of the best paintings I've ever seen. I hope you never, ever quit that. Oh, wow. That's very, uh, very nice of you to say. I think they all suck, but... <laughs> Oh, they absolutely don't suck. I mean, look at when you put it on the new Stars and Stripes page that I got. People are right away. I knew it. Oh, that's beautiful and stuff. And uh, I'm like, God, all the other ones he had. And uh, and this this podcast is pretty cool too because it's so real. You know, my favorite one still. I think it was old dudes <laughs> when you had beards on there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there's something about, you know, people you have history with, no matter what it is, it's just like you have that rapport and you can, you know, bust balls and talk shit, basically. It's it's great to, you know, I think people like to hear that, too, because you don't get to do it as much face to face, you know, I'm even as little as I would be going out anymore being an old man. Man, I really do miss it. You're cutting it out now. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to double date me. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. This is 1993, and we're both fine. Yeah, they, yeah. I think you know what? You're right. My calendar's off. <laughs> My calendar's off. It's like the future or something. Oh man. <laughs> is uh yeah. So who would you say uh, music-wise is your uh, influences? Who are your big oh, your you biggest influences? That. You know, I'm a big Duran Duran and Depeche Mode guy. I had Duran Duran written down, so I remembered that one for sure. But you know, I like I like everything. You know. Uh, for a while there, I, I remember when we were jamming together for a while, I was pretty big into, they had, uh, into who? That, uh, Stained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stained. Okay. I thought they had a good balance of heavy and still really well produced. Uh, the bass sound in there looked not like Johnny old school April was a flea or anything, but, uh, <laughs> the way it sounded and the way it was produced and everything, the heaviness of you know, just their sound I thought was pretty different than anyone else's at that time. Oh, I totally uh, agree. Yep. These are so many, you know, I, I, it'd be too tough for me. I think uh, I'm like you, I like a little bit of everything, you know, yep. uh, metal, 80s metal, alternative music. These I probably listen to, that. I, I don't know, everything. I mean, what, uh, your favorite let me wait a minute let me guess here there was a favorite you had Judas Priest right oh yeah still <laughs> still one of my faves yeah but yeah I was into so, uh, uh, everything I was I mean as growing up as a metalhead we had to order the stuff online through a catalog because nobody sold it but yeah I remember listening to <laughs> Voivod Creator Destruction Venom I mean it was all like some dark shit <laughs> And I still love was, it, man. I still love all of it. That was cool when you did the order things, when, or when you waited on Tuesday for a record to come out, and you're like, "We got to run to the store. It's Tuesday. There's a new, there's a new single or a new record out." Yeah, it and, was like uh, fishing, man. You know, it's like you had to go and check out the cover. You know, you didn't even really get the chance to hear it. Sometimes you're just like, "Ooh, I think that's going to be good." That <laughs> <laughs> was the best part. Of it. That, but yeah, it was something around ten o'clock and. You know, I go shop too for for albums. Yeah, but uh, but those Tuesdays when things were released, it was like, especially vinyl, because it was like we're gonna get this cool artwork along with it. And then they went to, you know, cassette. It's like where the artwork go? And then they went to CD. It's like there's a little more artwork. Yeah, I know. Why? And now, <laughs> yeah, and now everything is just it's kind of single grid. Oh, yeah. the new singles out. 
and everyone's downloading it and it's the taste of the day and then they move on to something else really quick so yeah all my music is digital now i mean i have cds collecting dust but it's it's all digital i got a still i got a handful a couple milk crates full of records but mm-hmm. yeah everything's digital now and i can't say i hate it i mean i wish that the sound quality was a little better but uh to have everything mm-hmm. that i could possibly want to hear on my device at all times is pretty killer <laughs> yeah it's pretty nice in the digital age is you know what do you want to what do you want to hear you want a little more bass a little more a little more high end it's all mixed together really well when you went back to records and stuff you got a lot of that low end and frankly low quality and yeah, yeah it, it is i mean in one hand you know everything's still perfectly mixed and well balanced but uh, the artwork was still cool but yeah. you know i mean i guess you get that a little bit too when you when you get a single you get a little the picture up there and stuff but uh nothing like going out and buying them records or even the cassettes back in the day yeah. or ordering stuff through the catalogs i'd do it all over again i thought it was pretty cool yeah you had to you know and it, it was it was nice to have something tangible you know you get this I don't appreciate my whole music library that's digital because I, I got that Apple service that you could just, you pay 10 bucks a month and you can listen to whatever they have. Always. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. Oh, I do. I guess I do sometimes because I could just plug in anything. You know, I want to make my kid laugh, you know, and I'll pop in Weird Al and she's like, oh my God, what's this? And starts laughing, you know, it's just like, it's cool to be able to just pull up anything. My mom likes old Dolly Parton and stuff like that, so I'll go over there and just play some music for it and stuff like that. And it's cool just to be able to instantly access it like that. But mom likes the old Dolly Parton. Now, see, there's a part of of uh, my past that my my parents were huge country fans. So my mom them being was, yep. country fans, um, I kind of liked a lot of that '70s and '80s '80s country too. Oh yeah, some like of that was time. fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was great. I mean. And not that the country now is horrible. I won't rip on it. It just is. It's not country. <laughs> that just sounds like pop shit, man. I mean, there is like such a big generic vibe going on for the past 10 years of just this radio hit shit that I is just, I'm appalled mm-hmm. at it. I'm just like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not Kenny Rogers or, you know, like you said, Dolly Parton. All the old, it's definitely not Merle Haggard. No, no. I mean, there's some standouts for sure. I can't remember any names off hand, but man, there are some really good guys killing it. But uh, yeah, I can't remember any off hand because that would mean I'd have a memory. But there's some killing it, but mostly you could just tell that it's, you know, it's produced way too well. You know, there's some auto tune on it. And then you never yeah. hear a, a single mess yeah. up. I'm just like, you know what? It's not, it's not breathing for me. You know, I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of like disposable music. And you know, my kids, they, they turned me on to that too. Like you're saying, they're really uh, uh, technical savvy now. Um, do I mention the name Upchurch? That might be one that you've, you've heard. And I, I go, oh boy, here we go again. And they play it and I go, whoa, this guy's got a little bit of talent. Yeah, that's that's you know, that's got to be nice. <laughs> he's got a little bit of, uh, there's another pretty talented. I think his name is Earl Dippins. <laughs> Earl Dippins. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a comedian and all that stuff oh, too okay. but uh Perfect he can have stuff pretty funny <laughs> but uh well, that's still lots changed i don't know <laughs> yeah it's been uh we've had a 
we've had a hell of a ride here for the past, uh, I don't know, too many years. I won't even say how many. Is, uh, ooh, what, how did, long did it take you to, did you guys record in a recording facility or did you guys record it yourself back in the day? No, uh, um, you see, that is one thing that I like about now. And you probably agree is the, uh, the playing field for musicians is kind of leveled out now. You know, if you have, like, I think you use GarageBand or whatever, whatever doll you use, whatever. Once you get pretty savvy with that, you can, you can make a pretty good recording yourself. I mean, you, you look that the, the pros are using the same thing. It's just they're using whatever DAW their choice they're using. But uh, you know, it's good to have a secret weapon behind the scenes too. Like my brother-in-law is the other person in my band that plays drums, bass. He can play boards. He's a master of the guitar. And he has a really nice studio, and he's good at mixing and mastering. Yeah, that's, so that is an art like for sure. Nothing, you know, yeah. where other people are still really good at recording and stuff, but they still send it out to get mixed and mastered, which you can do that pretty affordable now, too. Yep. But it's $50 here, $50 there. And then, you know, if you're getting a big package on Spotify or you're using all of them, like TuneCore, to reach them all, then you're paying money for that every time you want to sit, you know. So it's good to good to be able to save money and have someone that can mix and produce. So a shout out to Greg Stritzel who does all that for me. Greg Stritzel? <laughs> yep. Oh, it's, uh, it's actually my wife's brother. Yeah, and he has his own studio? He's got his own studio, Marengo. It's uh, Elm Street Studios. Um, Elm Street Studios is because he's a big Freddy Krueger fan. Wow, I like him already. <laughs> he loves horror movies. Yeah, well, me too. He'll That's awesome. That, he'll tell you there ain't been a good horror movie made since about after 1987 <laughs> i do love that that era is definitely my favorite that's for sure <laughs> oh god bless him that's cool it's oh, uh yeah. let me see here oh yeah i was gonna tell you also I, I don't know if you knew this but thanks to you and your influences on me my last band uh dual illusion I really mm-hmm. thought I put everything I knew together because you got me into stuff like that. I, know, I mean, we always called that, you know, wimp rock and stuff that you listen to. You call it rock. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. That's fine. We were pretty, That's fine. we were pretty miserable back then, and it, and yeah. it wasn't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's we just referred to it as like, well, you know, who would listen to this flock of seagulls crap? And I, mm-hmm. but I knew you, and I took, I knew how good of a guy you were, and you were really into it. You turn me on to some stuff. I mean, you all, you know the Catherine Wheel story. <laughs> you turn me on to them. Yeah. Then I ended up buying all their albums and loving them. And then I took them. They're like an underrated band, too. You, 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 where are they now, File? You know, it's like, what? How did that happen? Yeah, anybody at home, give a chance and uh, check out Catherine Wheel. They were fantastic. Yeah. And it, that really affected my song. I call it songwriting. I just put shit together. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens when I make a song. But... All that, I kind of put that together with a uh, a good singer that was into the, like, more, uh, I guess he was more baritone and uh, mm-hmm. more, you know, more feeling, I guess. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, but the baritones out there. <laughs> but it was, you know, it really affected my playing, and I thought I did some of my best songwriting on our uh, little uh, album we had, we uh, finally made with that, Dual Illusion. So mm-hmm. that I had to thank you for, for sure. I mean, that's how I, that's why I love friends, man. And having people that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with musically, but mm-hmm. I can see it from their point. You know, obviously you're an intelligent guy. And I was just like, well, he's got 
this kind of taste for a reason. He sees something in it. And it took me a while to listen to it and keep listening to it. And like, all right, well, there is something here. You know, that's really good. You know, no matter what, that's really good songwriting. It has a hook and, you know, it's it's even saying something, which usually I don't give one crap about lyrics. You know, I really don't. I like to hear the melody and stuff like that. But, it, you know, some of it makes me actually think. And that's I thought that was really cool. So it's thank kind you of funny that. saying that because I remember when I left Yorkville um, to go into Samanaka halfway through, oh, what was it, 84, the winter of 84. Um, and it was, and it was, everything was Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, that soul and groove. And then, then I actually saw what got me into the Duran and stuff like that was I saw these guys in the reflex when it was live. And I go, these guys are not like dressed in all tight leather and, they're di- they're different. I mean, I'm like, does that guy comb his hair to the right side? That parted down the middle of feathers. <laughs> what the hell is that style? It's so that's, true. That's not. That's not the Karate Kid style. <laughs> that's not in. Well, apparently, that was coming in, and it was coming in big, and the flock of seagulls and all that other. Started listening to it more because I wasn't hooked on it right away. To be honest with you, when I saw the reflex video, I said, "What the crap is this? This is terrible." <laughs> then I listened to the other stuff and listened to that and listened to some other stuff like that, and then I started realizing, and the lyrics are really good. They're, they got some substance. It's not like "I love you, you love me, damn it." <laughs> it's like there's something to think about, you know. And uh, that's how I got into that kind of stuff, kind of the same way you did by just listening to it. Well, other people are listening to it. Why is it so big? Why is David, you know, Bowie so big? Oh, geez. You say that out loud now, so I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I know, I know. That's so you know, good, man. But you you got to listen. You can't. Henry Rollins himself even one time said, there's so much stuff out there. You can't even begin to scratch the surface. Listen to everything you can. Yeah, it's definitely, you know? definitely the way to go. And I mean, what a big thing for me back in the day. I mean, you probably remember this too, when MTV hit when MTV started being a thing. I can't remember the mm-hmm. year that was, but man, that was huge on me. I just totally absorbed all the MTVs. <laughs> I was just like, I, yeah, was, I think that, I think that was back in Texas, a little 82 or something like that when they worked. Wow. Yeah. I yeah, definitely remember crazy. getting into that and then, you know, always pining for metal on there and they finally put it on it. Like, three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on a Sunday night when I couldn't even watch it. There was Headbangers Ball, you know, I was like, that was finally playing some of my music on there. But yeah, I've still every, I remember coming home from school every day and just turning on the MTV and watching, uh, you know, the top 10 and stuff like that. And just seeing everything. I always, I still am that way. I still love the newest shit. I love the newest music. I like to hear mm-hmm. what's coming out and, uh, you know, just hear what's going on currently, you know, it kind of keeps my right. me young-ish, right. I guess, or just, you know, knowing what's going on is always nice. <laughs> That's right. You get to listen to a little bit of everything. But I think you got to keep faith with your kids, too. And and uh, the older you get, at least pretend to be cool. Oh, yeah, we have to. <laughs> Until they have my nothing, dad, want nothing to do with listens. us. My dad listens to this. He's pretty cool. And dad's like, yeah, I, I get it. And when they walk away, you're like, God, now I know what our parents thought yeah. when we were listening to our music, and they they were brought up in the Beatles and stuff. And now they're probably like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, my parents never listened we to a lick of anything I listened to." <laughs> and then we finally get it. Yep, yep. 
I don't know. Well, anyway, man, let's uh, bring it to the currently. You just sent me this uh, killer song. Was it Dark Matter? Yeah, Dark Matter. Um, you got a version that will be changed a little bit stuff since someone departed. I'll probably, you know, I've re-recorded the boards and stuff like that. Not that we didn't all do it together and we kind of all own it, but I just figured, you know, I'm just starting out. It was the first single. You know, I told Greg, let's just let's rewrite the thing. And because, uh, you know, once your tracks are laid, your drums and all that other stuff are already laid. It's just a matter of popping the new stuff right in there. That's a wonderful thing about now. I mean, if you did something like that back in the day, you had be calling you and other people saying, I need a guitar player and a bass player oh, like yeah. now. Yep. But now it's just inserting the right stuff. I have all the other keyboard stuff. I wanted to get it to you, the new version. But this one, you know, it's not going to be something where people go, that's so way different. But yeah. Is it yeah, is it all right if I uh, put that in the episode or uh, at least make a link to it when I send this out? No, no, you can absolutely put that in the episode. Okay, I mean, good, good. That's it's not going to be that much different, you know. Um, give them something for now. I mean, I didn't, you know, call it a demo, whatever you want. There'll be another version. In fact, when I get new stuff, I'll make sure I send it to you first. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'll definitely like to put it out there. I mean, anything I can do to help promote stuff i'm just glad you're still doing it you know it makes when i hear mm -hmm. my friends still making music you know i have my guitar right next to me as i usually do and i'm just like wow maybe i should you know one last run <laughs> so i keep thinking every time i pick it up anymore I'm like maybe i should make one more song you know something like that it's nice to to hear you still doing it and it's sounding so good man your voice is really cool i've always liked it and mm -hmm. uh i hope uh i hope you do you have more in the works or this just the I have a, first I have of many? a lot more in the works. I have a lot more in the works. I think uh, songs that I just gave to Greg that he's putting drums to, and we got the ideas. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine we'll have enough for a whole album, probably probably by summer. I'm thinking. I'm hoping. Oh, good, good. Do you have any plans on if uh, the world gets back to decent? You're gonna play out at all or are you just doing this to make some albums and some ideas in the works that it might be uh it might even lead me to calling my old buddy jim flares you know him never heard of him no. <laughs> i could see him coming down for a couple practices and playing some guitar i would be honored i mean i could see him playing at least some live stuff uh buddies i'm trying to a little bit the old doadster yeah mark yeah he's a great player man always has been I should have called him and snuck him in here like a surprise thing. Hey, hey, hey. But <laughs> I'm like, Jim might be like, no, that's not how it works. What'd you do? No, I don't care. This is all free form, unedited. Just go, you know. I love it. And if you're going to do like where you've got Carney and all them guys on there. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I'll, be wait I'll be waiting in the wings for that. It, it's just the one with uh, with Jason was so awesome. I'm like, this is, this is, this is cool. Okay. More excited about this than... No, I don't know. Simon the Bond interviewing me or something. <laughs> really cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been uh, it's been a heck of a trip, and it, it's really made me uh, appreciate mic technique and actually staying on my mic and not looking around like an idiot dog. So my my uh, mic technique has gotten slightly better, but I'll still wait. Oh, it's everywhere. gotten a lot better. Just get every episode's like, man, this is it. This is it. He's ready. To He's big time. He's quitting his job. He's calling his boss tomorrow. I'm done. 
Yeah, you know what? If that ever happens, uh, we're all moving to a compound. All me and my friends and families, and <laughs> gonna live the rest of our lives doing something cool. <laughs> somewhere in the yeah, somewhere warm <laughs> be great. <laughs> the house with the big radio antenna, good reception. Just give him good reception and high speed internet, and he's he's good to go. <laughs> That's all we all need. <laughs> Well, all right, man. Uh, it's been very good uh, keeping up with you. I'd like to do this again sometime once we got some more uh, stuff going on in our lives or we find some more mm -hmm. uh, stuff we want to talk about. I think that would be awesome. Oh, Jim, it's been... And, uh, absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. All right, Marvin Hinman, you're a, you're a godly man. I miss you, and I hope to see you soon, buddy. You too, Jim. Right. Take care of yourself, bud. All right, take care, brother. God bless you, man. Take care. Like it is